Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my wonderful wife, Jolene, with another episode of The Marriage Mentor. In this episode, uh, we have a gal who is calling on behalf of her friends. So let's just listen to it and then we'll go from there. Hi, Jolene. I have a question regarding uh, some family members. They're very close to us. They are Christians. They've been married for a long time. They're very, very close family members and their marriage is falling apart. They have children and it's affecting them. Um, they've even gone, uh, deep enough to say that they wish that they had never married each other. They wish that the other person were not even alive. Um, it's very hard to know how to deal with them. I have a good marriage, so I can't empathize with them with that, but I do want to be able to, um, help them without enabling them, um, to be so negative about each other. Um, it's just affecting their whole um, marriage and, and relationships with others. The wife has completely secluded herself from everyone because of this. Her husband in the military has gone a lot and she resents for it. I know a lot of deep details because she's so concerned about it. So um, if you could just give me some kind of advice, some word of encouragement to help me, to help them. Um, it, it, we can't avoid them um, because they're very close uh, family members. Um, so any help you could give us would be just so wonderful and, and thank you so much for your time. Okay. So, uh, obviously some of that was a little hard to understand, but, uh, we heard most of it. So what's your thoughts on that? Wow. Okay. So yes, I have been in similar situations where not necessarily a family member, but a woman that I have a close relationship with. I know all the details. And I'm in a position where I'm her friend and she's not getting it. Either she's not understanding what the Bible has to say or she's refusing to listen to what the Bible has to say. It's one or the other. Okay. And I'm not sure. Was this, I don't know if this is all on the wife's side or if both of them were feeling that way. Well, she did say, this caller did say that they both have said they wish they didn't marry the other person, which that's going to tear down any marriage. Right. And and bottom line is, their authority is selfishness right now. <laughs> it's them. It's them. And so how does a woman come out from underneath that? Um, she's got to pursue Christ. So how does a friend 
help her friend come out from underneath that. And what I have found in ministry, because really this is what it is. I mean, obviously, you know, as this woman wrote in, they're close family members and you want them to have a flourishing, thriving marriage. Um, it sounds like this, this, um, gal who left the message has a heart for empathy and compassion. And she's been that sounding board and she's wanting to lead them to Christ and to what the, the word of God has to say, even though they're Christians. She knows that they're not following what the Word of God has to say. So that's the problem. The problem there is whether or not the woman who has the crummy marriage will listen to what you have to say. And free will applies. So I've had I've had women who have come to me and shared all their woes to me, and I've pointed them to the scriptures, okay, to help them. Because I I'm of one of two mindsets. Either they don't know what to do. Because they don't, they don't know how to connect all the dots of what the Bible has to say. Okay? Or, or they're not willing to do that. Right. Okay. Well, in another dynamic here, I, I originally said it was a friend, but it's a family member. Right. Which which could make it a little more sticky for her. Oh, because very sticky because she's had all the stuff. You see family members at, you know, yes. they're connected yes. for years to come. Yes. And this, this woman sounds like a constant dripping faucet as the Proverbs talks about. Um, I know when I'm around women where I keep trying to point them back to what the Bible has to say, what the Bible has to say, and they'll say to me, well, you don't understand. I'm like, really? Like, I have no trials? Of course I have trials. Of course I live with a sinner. Of course hey, there's selfishness. Hey, 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 now. Of course there's selfishness in our marriage, but we have to choose to die to our flesh. And so oftentimes women who have hard situations, their first knee-jerk reaction is to say, you don't understand. Right. Okay. And it's just like, I understand what the Bible has to say, okay? And my heart is to help you see what the Bible has to say and to act out on that faith, regardless of what the guy does. Well, and and that statement, you know, someone can say, well, you don't understand. Jesus was perfect. Right. Yet he understood it all. Right. Okay. Right. So, he understand, stands, understood all the pain that, that came with um, just the sin of the world and, and so forth. So... In, in this woman's case, in this woman who's trying to minister to her family member, sometimes you can't because they're not open. They don't want to hear what you have to say. So you have two choices. You can ask the question when they're hurting because I've, I've had to make some really tough choices with women, you know, because this is what I, I've done over the years. I've ministered to women. I've had to dust my feet off because they weren't receiving the word I was giving them. And I couldn't be just a garbage pill for them to dump all over and vent all over me, all their emotions, all the problems, all the issues, when I could say to them, can I pray for you? Can I go do this for you? Can Will you uh, adhere to some of these scriptures and at least give it a try? Okay. And you can tell by their choice that the answer is no. I had women who've left their relationship with me because they didn't want to hear it anymore. Okay, and I was very new to ministering to women at that time. And so it was a good lesson for me to learn. I'm, now I'm much more discerning. You know, when a woman asks if I'll mentor them, I'll say mentoring is, is going to hurt. Okay, because the word of God convicts. Because right. I'm going to bring yeah. the word of God. Okay. Now, I am not that gal who has the gift of empathy and compassion. I'm not that gal. You know, if women, and I'll ask them, are you looking for a sounding board? Because some women are just looking for a sounding board. They, they need the empathy, okay? Which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm not that person. But sometimes it's over and over, over and, and over. over. And, and this is where this gal is. It's and over it's, and over. It's complaints. Right. And you know, it's interesting because 
when people go through this, you know, there's two two ways they can go. They can say, "Oh, woe is me." Right. And we've all been there. We've all been okay? there. Okay, woe is me, woe is me. I'm in a pit. Uh, yeah, and everything's lousy. Right. Okay. Now, you know, I'm I'm brought to thinking about Job, and Job is the ultimate example of everything is lousy. Right. 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 I mean, he had it hard. If you you know, we won't go through the whole story, but read the book of Job, and yet through his pain. His friends come up and they start saying, well, you should be doing this or you must have done that or, you know, and discouraging friends. Yes. And what did Job do? Job prayed for his friends. So he went into ministry. Right. Okay. And he went into ministry and the Lord, the Lord looked kindly upon the friends because of Job's prayer. Okay. And, and here, here's what Job did. Job took himself out of a situation and turned his his efforts towards ministry and towards the Lord, and things turned around. Now I won't say that they it turned around the next day. <laughs> well, yeah, and I won't say that they were because it was because of that. But you know, the Lord honored that, and even if his situation didn't turn around, his focus would have been different. Right, and many times, many many times, we get so wrapped up in our our kingdom. I I say our kingdom. And, you know, I had a woman who said to me years ago, um, I, I remember being on the phone with her. She was going through a lot of stuff with her family and her husband. And she said, you are in trials constantly. She, you know, she's around my life. She saw a lot of our life at the time. And she said to me, Jolene, you're constantly in trials. It's like you, you never come out of them. And I, I'm just kind of smiling on the phone. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, this gal kind of understands. And she goes, and I don't know how you do it. And I said, to this gal, well, this is how I do it. So I don't like, you know, turn to the loony bin, but I focus on God's kingdom and building God's kingdom instead of focusing on my own. Now, am I always a hundred percent at that? No. Yes. Was it the yes? No, actually it was the day of our, I think our anniversary, our 17th year anniversary. I was just in my own little pity party. I was just in a bad way. And my husband's just like, isn't it great? Let's go here. And I'm just like, yeah, for what reason? I mean, I was in my pit. I was focused on me. Okay. And the thing that gets me out of the pit the most and out of dwelling on my circumstances is choosing, choosing, it's a choice, it's choosing to build God's kingdom and learning where are my spiritual gifts so I could go minister to other people. And this gal's not doing that because she's too focused on on herself. So what could this gal... Well, and if she did... She'd have a different view of her totally husband. Totally different view. Totally different view. You you then have more compassion. I mean, after we've been serving in ministry so long, I have a lot more grace and compassion towards you and everything that we've gone through. But but let's go back to the gal who left the message. What can she do? She could ask questions. That's what I do when I'm with gals often is, what do you want from me? What are you looking for? Because the gal, when you put two women together, they're going to start talking. Right. Okay? And they're family members. And And... and and did this gal leave a name? Did she have a name? I don't know if she had a name. Let's call her Susie because I don't know how to refer to her. <laughs> so Susie left the message and um, she's always around the family member. So obviously this family member is used to complaining. Okay. If she knows all the details. So Susie's in this situation and she says to family member, what do you want from me? What can I, how can I help you? Okay. Because now you're honing in on, um, making sure that you're not just a garbage pill for them to kind of vomit all their issues over you. Okay. Right. And that will really help the one who's really struggling in her marriage because Susie could say, I could give you some tools and resources. 
to help you better your marriage. Whether Susie has them or not, she could point somewhere. Right. Okay? She could point them to your site. Okay. Well, anyways, but she could point them somewhere. Okay. Right. Or she could say, maybe maybe Susie's strength is um, she's a prayer warrior. I'm not a prayer warrior. That is not a strong suit of mine. Okay. And I love it when I meet people who are. That's just like, I need you over here. Can you be praying? You know? So there, God has gifted everyone with a spiritual gift that is a believer. So Susie needs to figure out, okay, so how can I best minister to my family member? Can I, what is it that you need from me, family member? Do you need help to get some tools to better your marriage? Do you need me to pray for you? Or do you need to just kind of check out? Okay, because here's what I can't do. Here's what's hurting our relationship. Okay, here's what I, I need to do to, for the betterment of our entire family is when I see you, I want to give you a hug, tell you I love you, tell you I'm rooting for you. But what I can't have continuing is that nothing, there's no movement. There's no moving forward. Right. Okay? Because when, otherwise, every time you see that person, you're just like, I got to go the oh, other way. Oh, yes. And there have been many times that I have because, the because again, God gives free will. And the family member is saying, my life sucks and everybody needs to know about it. And she's just a Debbie Downer, and no one's going to want to be by her. Which means, as, as Susie said, she's alienated herself. Okay. Now, can Susie write a card that says, I'm praying for you today? Absolutely, she can. She could send her an email. She could send her a text, I'm praying for you today. If that's all that she could give her, that could still encourage the family member that's struggling. But to be brought down by this family member's constant complaining, that's not going to... It's not God-honoring. You know, the Bible says, do everything without grumbling and complaining and arguing. And, you know, that's in uh, Philippians 2.14. So that we may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a warped and corrupt generation. So does this family member need to be sharpened? Okay. I would ask her, do you want me to sharpen you? Do you want me to hold you accountable? Okay. Because if this gal is struggling that much and she calls herself a Christian, she should want some fellowship. She should want some accountability. And once again, we're right back to what is the authority? Right. What is the right. authority? If she doesn't have the same authority, you can't help her. Right. Because she's going to she's gonna ignore what you have to say. Her authority is self, and, and we're assuming that that's the path she's going to take. Right now, she has removed herself from everything. And um, by doing that, the more you isolate yourself, the more Satan's going to show up. You know, it reminds me of a lyric from a Keith Green song where he says, it's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. Yes, yes. So I don't know if you could admonish this gal, if you could give her, you know, kind of like, come on, girlfriend, pull up your bootstraps and we could get through it because she might need that. You know, she might need some of that or she might. Uh, one thing I won't do is coddle her in her constant complaining. So right. I, I, here's what I could do for you. I could pray for you or I could point you in the right direction. But what I can't be for you any longer is just a place for you to kind of dump all over me. And that, those are hard words to present to any woman, you know, family member or not. It's hard. It's just like, I can't emotionally continue to do this. Well, I'm not your savior. There's you no, know? and there's no growth there. There's no growth, you know, and, and, and in women's ministry, and this is where this, this, um, Susie is, she is in women's ministry in this situation is we are not their savior. The more we could realize that, the better we could get out of the way and point them to Christ. But to just sit there and listen to this person vent and do nothing and just say, oh, well, let me complain about every everything about my husband and my family, that's that's not a, well, a, a right, God-honoring Right, path. and she's looking, how can she help this marriage? I don't, I don't know how much she can do. 
Uh, you I, know, because well, there are two. There's the husband and the wife in this. She can help the wife. She can. If the right. wife, if the, the woman has the influence, okay. There is no greater position for a woman than being a wife to a husband, because goodness great, gracious. Because if we go back to Genesis two, when we talk, when the Bible talks about, um, well, actually, it's three. Is it three? Three eighteen? I don't know. I have to go back and look at my references. But um, Eve was deceived. Okay, mm-hmm. she was deceived. Adam was not. Okay, Eve was deceived by Satan and she ate the fruit. And what did she do? Oh, honey, let me influence you. That gal, as a wife, has so much power to influence a husband that she influenced Adam to walk away from God and what God said. Adam knew he chose to transgress. He chose to sin. I mean, when you look at the power of a wife and the influence she has, that she could draw her man away from God... Uh, hello, do we have any greater influence? No. That's pretty darn powerful, yeah, if you ask absolutely. me. So, yes, the wife can impact the husband. But either the wife doesn't have the tools, or she doesn't care to use them. And I don't know where this, this gal is. She could be checked out. She could, yes, in apathy. In basic, and, in this, and I hear that too often. I hear it so often that the wife is not budging to move because of the husband. And it's just like, you have the influence. Well, and here's what happens. The husband or the wife bails out in the relationship. And then they go to the next one. They take their garbage with them. Right. Okay? They right. take their garbage, and now they have the same garbage in their new marriage. Right. Okay? And they're it, the common denominator. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not going to change. You're going to still have the same issues. Uh, but they're thinking, oh, well, you know, we're not in love anymore, and we shouldn't have gotten married. All these lame excuses. And it's just like... You just didn't have the tools, but the tools are right there in front of you. It's the Word of God. And if you submit yourself to that authority, and if you truly pray for God's wisdom and guidance, He's going to give it to you. I mean, I came from a, a, an upbringing of my parents never slept in the same bed as long as I was alive. And yet, here I have a godly marriage. How is that possible? Oh, and by the way, let's go one step further. I was an atheist, and when I got saved, I had no Christian women walking with me to show me the path of how to be a godly woman. So how is it that I could have a godly marriage? The answers are there. The answers are there. It's in the Bible. Okay. okay? God hey. will bring you what you need. And, and by the way, I believe that two believing, uh, two Christian believers uh, that are committed to the Lord, husband and wife, can have a great marriage. Yes. Okay. Now, now people think, oh, uh, you know, we got to find my soulmate. Right. I understand there are some easier matches than others. Right. Okay. Right. And you and I, we have an easy match because we are alike. But still, if our, if our being, who we are, stems from Jesus, then yes, you can have a great marriage with any other uh, believer of the opposite right. sex. Right. Well, and sin shows up in every single marriage. Sin shows up in every single marriage. It doesn't matter, you know, what country, what culture. It it, it does matter what skin color. Right. Sin is not a respecter of persons. Right. So why is it that some marriages could be thriving and some aren't? And I think, okay, they're either lacking the tools or they're on the throne and Christ is not. Right. Their marriage is not a Christ-centered marriage. Their marriage is a self-centered marriage or a kid-centered marriage. A self-centered marriage, and we bring Jesus in when we need him. Right, right. So uh, I want to end it just encouraging this call, this you know this gal who called in that ask her questions. What do you want from me? What are you looking for? How can I help you? Because that will diffuse a lot of the emotional um, 
garbage that's being brought in. And it will define how you're going right. to communicate with it. Right, right. But what I can't keep doing is what we're doing today. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for me. It's not going to make your marriage better. It's not going to make our family unit better. So so what could she recommend? You wrote the, the book, The Wives of the Bible, right. and, and The Study Guide. Would right. that be something that this gal could look at? And, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, and some people, depending on where they are spiritually, they'll shy away from a Bible study. And so I recommend just read the book. Okay. But if they want to go deeper, you know, anytime you do a Bible study, you know, which this one is specifically based for wives, you're going to have much more greater insight and much more um, understanding and wisdom of what the Bible has to say regarding marriage. So, okay. yeah, that's definitely a tool. But um, I made, I wrote the book Wives of the Bible short because in our day and age of technology, our attention spans are not what they used to be. You know, you don't have as many readers as you once did. And I think my writing is probably at a, like a fifth grade level. I do not speak in big words because I'm not that person. So I made sure that my book was simple, easy, to the point. This is what the Bible says. Let me help you have a better marriage, you know. And then the Bible study will take it that much deeper. And you've had great response from that. I have had great responses. Okay. Changed their marriages. Okay. You know, phenomenal stuff. But it's all the Lord because what I am presenting is what the Bible has to say to help you connect the dots. Because, you know, you can read your Bible all day long and not really understand a lot of how do I apply it. Okay, you know, um, whether they're not getting deep rich Bible-based teaching at church or they're not digging into the Word of God themselves, that a lot of times they're having a difficult time connecting the dots from their reality to the Christ-centered path they're seeking. And so that's why I say I'm a dot connector. You know, for whatever reason, the Lord's allowed me to say, okay, let's look at this passage and let's connect it from where you're struggling to where you want to go. Okay? That's a great gift. Thank the Lord that he gave it to you. I do thank him, you yeah. know. Um, without him, I'm I'm nothing. Okay? <laughs> As are we all. Yeah. So anyway, they can get that at wisethebible.com if they're looking for that resource. Yes, that right? and the Bible study has the short video teachings that I do as well. And I've had a lot of women who are like, um, the video teachings just help it go even deeper. And again, I made that short because um, I did a Bible study uh, last year and I felt like I was in a stinking college course. Then I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, this much time doing a Bible study? I've done Bible study for years. And it was just so labor intensive. Okay. It's just like I have to do life as well. well so I made mine short. So with the, so if they get the study, uh, the book and the study combined, they actually get those videos for free online. There's they like do. 25 they different do. videos, aren't they, they? They do. Uh, yeah. or, or they can get the videos on DVD if they want to have if that for a group or that. such. Yeah, if they All want right. the group. So Terrific. there's a lot of resources. Terrific. You know, and, if she, and if this wife wants to go one step deeper, then we have the Wisdom for Wives Conference that covers everything. Everything that you could think of for marriage. Okay. And and that is at wisdomforwivesconference.com. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. So um, 14 different sessions. Um, geared for wives because I'm constantly hearing in the world today how uh, marriages are falling falling apart and how the moms are overwhelmed with their kids and you know there's all this information out there for so many things, marriages and so forth but I'm like if I could just get to the wife and help the wife to start applying some of God's word to her marriage I know her marriage will change or he'll leave Okay, because mm -hmm. the scripture says, if an unbeliever leaves, let him leave. Right. And you do have men that 
um, may profess to be a believer, but they're like, you're getting way too close to Jesus, and I don't want to look like hey, this. But there's nothing better than being close to Jesus. Right, right. No wife, no husband, nothing. Right, right. So I know if I've got a wife who's willing to say, yeah, I'm going to give it a try, regardless of what her husband does, I know that her marriage will get better or it will come to an end because he'll make the choice to leave. Because okay. that's where God. I'm Eric Engel. I'm Jolene Engel at JolieneEngel.com.